morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is August 18th. We have two more weeks into August. This week has been exceedingly hot where I'm at. We're talking 90s. It was so hot. And I'm particularly, um, I don't know, I like to make my body adjust to the surrounding temperatures then extreme weather doesn't affect me as much. So I didn't run my AC, it was hot, it was so hot. And today's gonna be hot as well. It's interesting and I'll drop this bit of critical thinking into your brain. When the weather is humid or hot or uncomfortable, it makes us uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable, you move literally physically you want to move you want to do something you just start to move and it's in that moving process that you start getting challenged and you're out of your comfort zone and you start doing things you never thought and you start thinking things you never thought and I say this because especially yesterday in the uncomfortable heat there was a lot of things that God brought peace to my mind I was so uncomfortable that it made my mind start to think about things. I started with the negative thoughts, but underneath it were bits of truth. Once I emptied out the frustration, there was things that God was showing me, just things I had conquered. You know, I'm in a a time in my, a season where I'm really reflecting on my life. You know, I'm coming to the end of, one of the old me and moving and letting go into the new me and I have let go of all things in my past Um, as crazy as it is there's nothing from my past that has moved forward with me as far as behaviors and mindsets and even people like I have my children I have people I know but those were all positive people that I kept at a distance. Now I allow them a little bit more in and I've gained more people through my church and in the community. But as I was sitting reflecting, I realized it was because of the heat. So when God pours intense heat and weather onto us, he is pouring down his love and that love will physically push out the thoughts that we keep buried deep down inside. Um, and I've had to reflect, and I need to reflect on those things. We all need to reflect on those things. That's something that many of us forget to do in our life. We get so caught up and distracted and bogged down by life. We never actually reflect on our seasons. We all go through seasons and to sit and actually think of the things you've persevered. When you start focusing on where you've grown and the things you've accomplished, You start wanting more and you start growing more. And that's another tool for critically thinking about your life and growing. When you start making time to evaluate and reflect on your life, whether it is to journal about it or to sit and actually meditate on it. Sometimes I like to turn on meditating music on YouTube. It's just let go, uh, letting go meditation music. That's all I search. And I find one that's soft and appeasing to 
Like it's a tone that just resonates with me. I know it because I feel it. And sometimes I'll have to flip through like 10 sounds. But I find one that resonates with me. And this is how I started out. And I'll sit and I'll relax my body. And then I will just let go and I will let the thoughts go and I won't control what thoughts are coming. I let them go and I recognize them. I recognize the thought and I let it go. I recognize the thought and I let it go. And that is, that is a great way to really reflect and let the mind empty. Because when we don't allow our brain to let go, to let go of the things, our brain is very intelligent, you guys. Our brain will process things in our subconscious that we are not aware of. So when we sit and try to control it all the time from the thoughts and processing thoughts, we're holding it back from doing what it should naturally do. Hence, a lot of people with ADHD and ADD. I'm going to break the ice with this one. So many people are put on medication because your child is too wild. There's just too much. Your brain's working too fast. That's a blessing for your brain to be able to function at a high speed and for, you know, the world and society to make that a negative and then give people medicine to slow their brain down is going against the very way God created you. So anyone who has struggled with ADHD and feel like there's something wrong with you, there isn't. There's something wrong with society when we feel that children have to behave a certain way to be deemed good children. Children are highly active. They're full of energy. They're full of love. I was. And now we expect our children just to not be moving. They have to be this perfect little thing. Otherwise, they have ADHD and we have to put them on medication when we're going against the very way God created us to be. And think about that one. Truly think about it. If that's the way you're built, embrace it. I wish my brain would function at a five a fast level. Like I can't imagine. Sometimes my brain is like on fire. I ain't gonna lie. There are moments where it's like, but not all the time. So somebody who has been born to have a high speed um, mental processing system in their brain, learn to harness that power and build on it. ADHD is not a negative thing. That is, that is a blessing in disguise. And society has made it appear to be a negative thing. Mm, I can't believe I'm touching up on this because so many people, they're going to go, you're wrong. The doctors say this. Well, you know, doctors aren't God. Doctors did not create our souls. Doctors did not create who I am. Doctors did not create you. Doctors did not mold and shape me. So how can a doctor truly say the way I was born was wrong? And there it lies, you guys. When we're talking about that really processing information, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm talking about this. When we're talking about ADHD or people are putting a negative stamp on the way we're born, that's saying there's something wrong with us. And when you start hearing that as a young child, He's got ADHD. There's something wrong with him. You need to put him on medication. You are putting insecurities into a child that was born that way. God made him that way for a purpose. Learn to shape it and craft it and mold it. Ask God, how do I raise my child to 
you know, embrace and grow the way you want him to be. That's how I have been raising my children. I don't know how to raise my kids. I don't know what they're created for. So I always ask God, what am I supposed to get them? What would they like? What's going to help them move further? Because I may think this works, but God's like, no, you need to do this. And I would have never thought of that. So you guys, it's really important that we really embrace who we are. We were born perfectly. Just the society beliefs are crushing and you have to rise above that and realize I am who I'm supposed to be. And I'm speaking to myself on this. I have to tell myself this every day. I am who I'm supposed to be no matter what. And there are days when it's tough where I'm just like, oh, mm, I don't want to like myself. Like, why am I this person? But then there's days where I'm like, now I get it. I really get why I am the way I am. And I embrace it. It's such a beautiful thing, you guys. So when we're talking about critically thinking, okay, whether you have a high processing system brain, ADHD, or you're just functioning on an even keel, you need to take time to critically think on the positive growth in your life. When you start focusing and critically thinking about how you've grown, you will start to think of how you can grow more. And you will think about it. You will make plans. You will set goals. You will you will make the positive efforts to achieve who you want to be. And this is how I achieved every goal I set with God. Like this month, I said, God, take this anger out of me and make it your glory. Make something beautiful, please. I knew deep down there was an anger deep inside of me. I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. Like I just, my human mind cannot understand this every spiritual concept of what I'm going through. There's things I go through and then I understand it. God brings understanding. So when I asked God this at the very beginning of the month, that was my monthly goal. God, I'm going to surrender. Every time this anger comes through, we're going to, you're going to bring me through it. You're going to figure it out. And guess what, you guys? He did. By surrendering, somehow he put me in a situation last week that brought it all out and I found deeper understanding of how angry I truly was at myself and how mad I was, how much I hated myself for the things I had done. All this anger that I had that I didn't understand was at myself. I thought it was at other things. I wanted to blame other things, but it was at myself. And when God finally got to the root of that anger because I needed his help and I knew it by asking him I had to surrender every day to what he asked me to do whether I liked it or not um we got to the root of that and you know what he unearthed it he pulled it he burned it and there is something beautiful replaced there's love like love and forgiveness I found so much love and forgiveness this weekend for others and myself for myself like I'm forgiving myself. It's such a beautiful thing. And for me, that was what started it all. When God made his presence known to me, I felt his forgiveness and I felt his love. And I've been chasing that ever since. Like I want to feel that again. And I'm not quite there. I know it because I haven't felt that, like that feeling yet. 
there's there's still something I haven't done. There's still something missing, and I just have to keep treading water, and I just have to keep doing the things that God has put in my day, and know that I will reach what He gave me a taste of. And you guys, that's the amazing thing about it. Like God, when He made His presence known, He gave me a taste of His love. He gave me a taste of his forgiveness, and I've been pursuing it ever since. Like I've been pursuing that very feeling ever since, and I'm just like, I realize now, like I'm getting it. Like he gave me a taste, and I I relentlessly pursued, and I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that ultimate forgiveness, and I'm going to have that feeling of love that he, he like from him. I've, I'm finding my salvation, and it's such a beautiful thing when you let go to God. So I will roll over into the daily bread, which is called the messenger, and it goes. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Malachi, chapter three, verse one. No, it's Malachi. Sorry, Malachi chapter three verse one, and the story goes: I have a message for you. A woman working at the conference I was attending handed me a piece of paper, and I wondered if I should be nervous or excited. But when I read "You have a nephew," I knew I could rejoice. Messages can bring good news, bad news, or words that challenge. In the Old Testament, God used His prophets to communicate messages of hope or judgment. But when we look closely, we can see that even His words of judgment were intended to lead to repentance, healing, and restoration. This is so true, you guys. So many things get twisted in the Bible to satisfy the human understanding and justify their behavior. But truly, God never really came down hard on people. He just said, "This is what's going to be," and this is true. If you don't accept the word of God and you don't accept what Jesus Christ did, you're going to die an empty soul. Now, where it says in Ephesians, where it says, "Our body shall return to dust." And our souls will return to where it belongs. Now, God purchased our souls with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So God owns our souls. So when we die, no matter how we die, our soul will go back to God. That's just—it says it right in the Bible. But if you die without finding salvation in God or accepting Jesus Christ, your soul will die—that that broken part. And what happens afterwards? You know, like that's personal judgment. Me, I have my own views on it. Like you could be born back again into this world with that very same toxic soul, having to relearn life's lessons and go through life until you get it right. I think another culture believes in that. So it's it's a very interesting thing, and I do believe in that. I believe our souls. When we die, they do go back to God. God owns us; He paid for us. But we do get reborn into this world until we learn the lessons we need to learn to become good Christians. Until we fully give ourselves to God. And I've had people argue with me on this because they said that's not what the Bible says. But it is what the Bible says, because see, it. 
in Ephesians, it says, Your body shall return to dust where it belongs, and our flesh will return to dust, but our soul will go back to God where it belongs. And that is true because God purchased us. We're His. Our souls are His. Satan does not own our soul. He doesn't. All he can do is control the flesh. That's it. But if you get reborn in this world, you're reborn with that same negative, toxic soul until you learn the lessons you need to learn. Just if I learned my own lessons to come out of my brokenness, other people have to learn their own lessons. And it's such an interesting topic to talk about because when you start thinking of like into forgiveness, this is why I forgive because everyone in my life that I thought hurt me, they're learning their own lessons in life. They're so broken. I don't know what they've experienced spiritually. I can't. But what I can do is not hold them back from their salvation because when I place judgment on them, my spirit is sitting there hanging on to them going, I hate you. Okay. So now all my energy is being focused on being negative, which Satan resides in negative, hanging on to the spiritual, you know, soul of a person going, I hate you. I hate you for what you did to me. You ruined my life. And we're holding ourselves back and we're holding them back instead of just letting go to love and saying, you know what? I understand it's a broken world. None of us are perfect. And you guys, I've experienced the worst, almost worst things, not the worst. I've experienced some pretty bad things in my childhood, but I look back and I know those things shape me now. As hard as it was to overcome and forgive, I don't, I'm so glad I'm not stuck in the anger. Like forgiveness is such a beautiful freeing thing. And that as I look at it and realize we're all just broken souls trying to learn something. And the only way to conquer those toxic lessons is with love. And God showed me that just like he did last week, hugging me and loving me through my anger. No human could have ever done that. I don't think. And now like I believe that I can manage more emotions that God has shown me how to love people. And I, I can do that. I can love like that. And I have loved like that. So when it, um, going back to his words of judgment were intended to lead to repentance, healing, and restoration. God will make you uncomfortable. He will speak the truth and the truth will challenge you. It will make you uncomfortable. It will bring out that demon in you. If you ever see the Karens of the world and they get challenged with the truth, it's because the truth brings the demon out of them and the demon doesn't like hearing the truth. And now you've called the demon out and he has nothing to do but lash out in anger because that's all the demon is, is hate and anger. And that's what the Karens of the worlds are. Oh, such a beautiful topic. So when you talk about God, God challenges us. And sometimes God's love comes in the form of the truth, which hurts. The truth hurts you guys. And there are a lot of people that struggle hearing the truth and they freak out. I've had quite a few people freak out on me about speaking the truth. I've had people in jail freak out on me. I've had one lady get in my face and call me every name in the book. I've had, I had a girl yesterday. (laughs) She called me every name in the book and said she, uh, lucky she didn't hit me. 
but I knew she needed to hear the words of truth. And she got convicted. I can see as the anger came up out of her and the demon raised up that nobody was ever, you know, calling her on her BS. And she needed that to grow. And you know what? It was because I loved her and because I can face those words of anger and I know they're not true what she's saying about me. She's reflecting herself. I can bear those things and know that now that she's challenged, she's going to dwell on it until she comes to an absolute truth with God and that she needs to change. And it's such a beautiful thing that God will use us to do this in people if we will allow him. Oh, so I will continue. Otherwise, I'm going to get lost. Both types of messages appear in uh, appear in this chapter when the Lord promised to send a messenger who would prepare the way for him. John the Baptist announced the coming of the true messenger, Jesus, the messenger of the covenant who will fulfill God's promises, but he will act like the father's, he will act like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap, for he will purify those who believe in his word. The Lord sent his word to cleanse people because his loving concern for his well-being. God's message is one of love, hope, and freedom. He sent his son to be a messenger who speaks our language, sometimes with messages of correction, but always those of hope. Mm, right there, you guys, I'm going to come back to that. We can trust his message. Have you trusted his message? Who can you share the good news with? Jesus, help me not only understand your message, but to live it. Oh, amen, God. You guys, God never gives up on what he starts. Ever, ever, ever. Once you let God in, once I let God in, I realized looking back, there was moments I tried to push him out. I tried to physically push him out. I tried to spiritually push him out. And he just wasn't having it. He didn't care. And I look back and realized he's not going to give up on me because once he resided in my heart, that love was greater than anything in this world. It's the greatest feeling ever. And that was the thing about Jesus, you guys. Uh, it took a long time. It took God himself to have to allow me to get close to people because I didn't know how to be close to people. So God himself had to teach me that his love was okay. And then he had to use his love through others to teach me that people were okay. But it was in those moments feeling his love and his forgiveness and just hope. Like I'd never felt that before. I was so numb in this world. I couldn't believe this feeling. Like, what was that? But it was in that feeling I did believe. I believed and it's so hard to put into words. It was a love so great in my life. This love was bigger than the world. Like, I knew everything was okay. Like, there was nothing greater than this. It was just something in the heart that called me. So when you think of Jesus, who was the living word of God, the son of God, he was walking, radiating that love, that purity, because he was sinless. He was the walking God of this world. And to imagine coming in contact and having eye contact with this man. Imagine... The, the man who was 38 years old, he was down at the well. He couldn't get to the well to where it was the swirling of the waters and you would be healed if you were the first person to step in. And Jesus looked at him while this man was making excuses. He goes, um, get up and walk. And that man looked at him and he got up and walked. 
And why that is so important, when that man looked at him, it was in that look and Jesus saying those words, that man felt God's love and forgiveness. He felt hope and faith. He knew that Jesus was speaking the truth. It's just something in you when you feel God's love pour down on you, you guys. I can't emphasize it because, oh, you just know it just, it's in you. Everything's going to be okay. Just like that. Like everything's going to be okay. It is. And that man, when he, when he, when he saw Jesus and that's what he felt, he felt it. And that's why he got up and believed. It wasn't because he was just maybe. No, he felt it because Jesus was the walking word and he was living it. And there are so many Christians now that I've run into that I feel the Holy Spirit residing into them that I can't even lie to them. Last week, I ran into the pastor's wife and I was going through some stuff and I'm looking at her like, I can't, I can't say anything. I can't say anything. I don't want to talk about my emotions right now. But she looked at me and she goes, it looks like you're having a bad day. But it's in that moment, I can't BS her because God is looking right at me (laughs) through her. And I just had to say it. And that's the thing about people who walk in the Holy Spirit, who walk like Christ, who are living the Holy Word. You can't lie to them. You can't. You can't. And oftentimes people avoid them. People avoid me. I can see it when people, certain people can't be around me because they can't look me in the eye. They can't look me directly in the eye and have a conversation because they're avoiding God and they don't want to see God's judgment and God's judgment is the feeling of truth and the feeling of love that they're going to have to face everything they've done in this world and they in they're facing it and they don't know how it's so scary to face love like that and judgment from God is not like judgment human society of love or I mean judgment um in the society way of thinking You know, God's judgment is different. And this is where so many terms have been twisted and and broken in our society today. God's judgment is us just facing what we have allowed to happen, what we've chose to happen and what we've done in this world and how we've been in this world. We have to face ourselves. That's God's judgment. We have to go through it and we have to face it and we have to repent. We actually have to bear the emotional, spiritual, and physical pain of our choices at some point in time. And many people have done so many things that they're scared that they can't do it. But I'm here to tell you, you can. Like if I could live through what I had to face and my choices, anybody can do it. I just know it. Like I just have that much faith in God's love. So you guys... And we are the messengers when we allow God to prepare us. That's what God does when we give ourselves to God to prepare us, not just for our blessing. Like somewhere down the road, I have a blessing and I know this, but God's preparing me to receive it because I don't even know how to receive love sometimes. I still struggle a little bit letting people in. So if I can't receive love from others, how am I supposed to receive a blessing in this world? I realize that, but God is also preparing me to be a messenger of truth. There are many times I see people right in front of me. They're saying things and God's like, no, you just need to tell them this. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. 
Be don't don't let them keep BSing in front of you because you're holding them back from growth. Until we start challenging each other in the truth, and we can do it with an open, loving heart and in a compassionate way, and understand that people might come back and be angry. That we need to start doing that to each other for us to grow. When we allow each other to be complacent and we just comfort each other in our brokenness, we stay in that brokenness and we never grow and we never become to who God wants us to be. And God has created us to be something so great, you guys. I'm so grateful for every person in my life that ever told me the truth, even if it hurt. And there's been. Couple people like they stand out. They're saints. They're saints to me for standing up and speaking the truth, not just you know comforting me through the pain. They they spoke it and they said the truth. And you know what? It hurt, but that truth challenged me, and that truth helped me grow. That truth brought me to where I'm at today. For God to have prepared me to now be that truth messenger in this world. Just as Jesus walked the word, this is my life, and it's such a beautiful thing. And if I could tell anybody, it's so worth letting go of my old icky self, all those things I was hanging onto, and finally let go. I wish I would have done years ago. Like it held me back from true happiness. Like I wish I would have forgiven years ago. I wish I would have dealt with everything I'm dealing with now years ago. Because this is so much freeing. Like I'm free. I don't feel weighed down. I feel happy. I get to like I'm free. I've never felt so free in my life. So you guys, challenge, challenge, challenge. Really, I just the challenge is to really reflect. To pick a time in your life. You know, it's coming into a new season. You don't always have to be your birthday. Reflect now. Take a day to really walk. Without distractions, be without distractions. You know, I've had an empty house for the last two days. I've really taken that time to spend time in prayer with God, spend time in reflection, and really reflect on my growth and decide areas I needed improvement. And what a beautiful thing that I have these these very personal inner spiritual、um, goals because I have physical goals of the world. You know, I I'm pursuing a degree. You know, I have my work challenges. I have things I want to do out into the community.、Um, you know, I like to take my music over to the park. I have things I want to do more with that. I have this. There's there's goals I have in my physical flesh life. There's you know. But there's also spiritual goals that I want to achieve with God that go deeper than the skin, and having a relationship with God is the only way to address those and achieve those. So, you guys, you really have to take the time to just really reflect on your life, good and bad. Accept, like I've had to accept everything that's happened in my life, even even after realizing God was real, I still sinned, I still went against Him, I went back to drinking again, and I knew. That was the wrong thing. I had to pay for that sin. I had to pay the consequences for that. And I, now I have to realize that I've grown, and I am a new person. I am a new creation. And you know, I'm speaking to myself when I say this. I have to let that go, and know that I didn't. I did my very best, and I did make mistakes. But I have to love myself now, 
And many of us get so caught up in hanging on to those old hurts and pains that we carry it with us for so long that we don't allow ourselves to be a, a new person. We just hold on to that old baggage. And then we get mad at others because they treat us like our past. I've said that phrase, people treated me like my past. They treated me like my past because I was carrying my past with me. I couldn't let it go. And I just gotta let it go. So I love you guys, there's your challenge. And do it without getting sucked into the negative emotions, please. Don't get sucked into the negative emotions. Satan just loves to pull you back into that toxic mindset. Become who you were created to be, you guys. I love you. God bless and amen.